Hey you guys, it's your girl Danielle Denise and this is a new episode of Girl What? So for these new episodes, we are going to be recapping the previous seasons of Insecure with Issa Rae, my fucking favorite. I love her so much. I don't know how I'm going to get in contact with her, but I see that for me at some point in time doing something dope. Either way, um, I'm going to recap these episodes with my favorite, Surreal Camille, a new queen on the block formerly known as Rudy Six, and I'm a Betty Black, so we're going to be calling her Surreal Camille from now on. So with that said, these new episodes will be, um, like I said, a recap. Season one and two is up first, and then we'll do the next two seasons, and then we'll start getting into the new season, season five, because this is the year, the last year of Insecure, allegedly. I know she did say she was going to wrap up in these seasons, but you never know. You know, they can always bring these shows back. So either way, we're big supporters, big fans. We love Issa Rae and we love all her projects. So hope you enjoy this episode. And also, 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 also follow me on girl, what underscore pod. Definitely give me five star ratings and glowing reviews on Apple. Listen to me on Spotify and all the other um, podcast platforms you can think of. And that's it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Let's get into this episode. Girl, what? Girl, what? Girl, what? <laughs> so, we're in season one of Insecure. This is where we get introduced to Molly and Issa right away I said Molly first like it's her show it's really more about Issa than anybody because Issa is initially going through it first and she just has this this relationship with Molly where it's like you know it's her bestie BFF but like they hold stuff from each other they're insecure about things individually so they don't share every single vulnerable moment that you know you should with your bestie because you trust them but at the same time these all stem from relationships and you know dealing with the opposite sex and it really shows how molly is someone who just can't really commit to things as far as like and also just not knowing her voice like i don't know why she never like fully communicated Never fully communicated with Lawrence because that was her partner of like five plus years. And I feel like at five plus years, you should totally be able to be that vulnerable with your person. But I'll be honest, I've never reached a relationship that lasted that long. So I don't know. So, yeah, but I feel like that was one of the big ones where it was just like not knowing how vulnerable to be with somebody and then you also have Molly, which is a whole nother nutcase. But let's let's start with Issa, because what was your intentions with or not intentions, but what was something that stood out to you in season one? Oh, the Issa in season one. Were we saying what stood out in season two or season one? Season one. OK, okay I'm, I'm hearing things. Issa <laughs> in season one is like anxiety personified like it she just 
like Issa Rae played Issa D so well <laughs> because Truly. that is what I noticed most about her in that is that everything and every action Issa takes her own internal anxiety not only shows but it just magnifies all of the discomfort and of just everything that she does she can't do shit without tripping falling saying something <laughs> wild it's uh it's such a treat <laughs> no that's a fact Issa is a gem because it's very like I feel for Issa because I've been her you know it's like when you've yes. been there done that it's like oh yeah you can't even be mad because essentially it's familiar <laughs> it's, it's sort of weird to like feel that kinship with Issa and also see her in this five-year relationship with this with this hot burnout in Lawrence <laughs> and uh, my God, it's like, oh, wow. Do, like, is this what it would have been like just to be this awkward totally. for, with somebody for five years? My God. Five years is a long time. Have you been in a relationship that long? <laughs> no. Uh, no, absolutely not. Five years? Five years. I, I've, I'm so far from having been in a relationship like I am fully committed to like, I, I would live in a separate house from my next partner. Like for real, you know what? I said the same thing. I'm not gonna. Lie. <laughs> Come on, that'd be like I would love. Like you want to talk? Like, I will get bored. I like I was in a relationship for a year and a half, and that felt like five years. So I know that we that we need to actively do things to keep me not knowing certain shit. And keep things interesting. So separate houses all the way. <laughs> separate house. Listen, I'm not mad at that because I've definitely said that at least once or twice. And one of my ex partners was jokingly like sending me some, um, you know, like those mansion tours and stuff on YouTube. Oh my gosh! And he'd be like, "This would be a house perfect for us," and it was definitely like a whole like Listen. East Wing, West Wing type of thing. And I was like, "I'm oh, into yeah. it." <laughs> it's it's, kill, it's killer on the budget, but if you can afford <laughs> to, to to keep space between Listen. you and your partner, you might be better off for it. Right? If they understand, then. <laughs> You know, it's okay. It's okay to live apart. I guess it's just about personal space. At the, the day, at the end of the day, it's like a one bedroom also wouldn't work for me with a partner. We need a two bedroom. No, <laughs> like I don't care how much I like you. I don't care how much I want to be in and around you. Like, yeah, w- one bedroom is not enough. It's not enough. I'm sorry. Not for all these emotions, girl. <laughs> these emotions. Even these things. Mm-mm. I have a lot of shit. I don't know why, <laughs> I, but. <laughs> that too. <laughs> I even own everything at this point. Real baggage, literal, or figurative baggage, all of it. Facts. Facts. Do you think Issa and Lawrence would have stood a better chance if they weren't living together in all this? You know, no. I don't think it made a difference for them technically because the 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 problem was of his like it was hard but it, like you know you feel for Lawrence because essentially he just couldn't get into the the journey he was set to be do technically because yeah. it's like he wanted to start his own business and do his own thing and then also trying to find a job and stuff to be steady which is what you know men tend to want to do first but 
You know, what men tend to want to do first is get it in and lock it down because that is what you always find these dudes in this situation. Because I'm somebody who is like, I do feel for Lawrence. Mm. Like, I've been, you know, unmotivated to find work, not getting the jobs that I want, all that shit. But you know what I also was not doing at that time? Being in a relationship. (laughs) Putting that on someone else to take care of. True. Very true. It's very true. You have to be real with yourself. That's the self-awareness mm-hmm. aspect, you know? But that's the whole thing. This whole po- The whole point of the show is insecurities. Like, having self-awareness is not an insecure trait. <laughs> no. Otherwise, everyone would have walk away from this amicably, you know? <laughs> like, this show would be, be so cool. boring if Issa could <laughs> see It would be a show, right? <laughs> <laughs> the whole point is, like, this is what real emotions take to, like, be an adult. Like... <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's hard. But um, one of the points. So I feel like the biggest thing was like Issa cheating on her boyfriend, Lawrence. And it was honestly so unheard of to see even on television, like women cheating. Like it's not it, it happens. Don't get me wrong. But this was like a level of like, oh, no, she meant that. Like she did. <laughs> yeah (laughs) like she like she was unfulfilled and she did what she had to do so it's very interesting when you break it down because it's like i'm not mad at her (laughs) i was just gonna ask where, where do you where do you stand on cheating like do you have a cheating philosophy i mean listen i do think cheating is wrong first and i've been cheated on to know how that feels um, but it's just, I don't know. I don't, I got like a sense of refresh seeing her do it because honestly, it was like, it wasn't like she was a sugar mama or like well off over Lawrence to the degree where she could really be like, you know what? I control this entire narrative. It wasn't that serious. It was very much just like two partners he wasn't giving her not aside of him not working he forgot her birthday like episode two so it was like Come on, he was fucking up from jump it wasn't like he was being the best boyfriend washing the dishes making sure she was happy and all that and i hate that was like the narrative but that's what i had to see for her for me to feel bad for lawrence like oh you know what he's going above and beyond for her essentially she just wasn't happy and she just let these little moments of just feeling special because that's what happens sometimes with women like we want to feel just special and if you don't provide even just that little bit of emotional contact with us then (laughs) that's all it takes to cheat (laughs) please i listen i (laughs) <laughs> am fine with what Issa did. I don't care. Yeah. Lawrence ain't my friend. I don't know this nigga. Uh, <laughs> I know, and I totally feel the the refreshing energy because, far as the eye can see, we see men cheating on women and getting applauded for it. Like it, all the time. Like concert tickets are sold out based on men cheating women in these lyrics. And I'm just like, you know what, Issa, get yo's. Get it. Whatever. And, you know, it's also, was Lawrence going above and beyond or did he finally reach the bare minimum? (laughs) Great question. (laughs) Because, again, like, 
would I feel for Lawrence more if he was like a good friend of mine? Maybe. I'm still not certain. I I I love roasting my straight friends, so this might be a great opportunity <laughs> to just do that too. But I'm like, f- listen, five years is a long time to be with somebody, and there is something particularly demeaning about having to work so hard to get so little from a partner. Like I had to tell my ex that I, I like, I I had to have a very direct conversation about how I am into a little bit of PDA sometimes. Like, like how much PDA are we talking? Hold, hold my hand a little bit, you know, a little, a little peck. We don't have to, I don't want to make out in front of, you know, (laughs) Gertrude and Beth over there. In front of children. (laughs) No, but bitch, be like, I I don't speak like I value cuteness, but I value a little bit of cute shit. Sure. And I don't know. I just hate, I just, I had that conversation with him and then I was met with a sentiment of like, um, oh, so if I just like gave you a kiss a little bit more often, we wouldn't be breaking up. We were breaking up, and mm. and I was like, I, I was like, if that, if that is your takeaway, if that's the tone, then bitch, done, d u n done. I don't care. Yeah. I do not care. So I'm like, mm. I don't like. There is no law of the land when it comes to relationships. Everything is is been has been a lie from where I'm sitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to marriage equality. So I'm just like, <laughs> whatever. People have been lying to me about relationships for years. So <laughs> if you get cheated on, get over it. <laughs> get over it. Oh man, it's <laughs> it's easier said than done. I will say that. But oh yeah, yeah. You know, when it comes to PDA and stuff, we do like a little affection out, outside. Come like on. it shouldn't be I had that hard. That's a little personal there. No, that's that's <laughs> that's what makes the podcast great, you know, that those vulnerable moments. But that's, that's real it. because if I had a partner that wasn't like at all affectionate, I'd be like, "Do you like me? Like, what what are we doing if you don't? What are we doing here? What are we doing? Like, you just playing like, house, bitch? Are you playing house? You like the sound of me, but you don't like me. Like, I need to know. <laughs> I need that direct confirmation. That physical confirmation makes it real for me as well. So I understand. I understand. So another topic. Um, and then I'll wrap up with this one, and then you can get into season two. But. I feel like the other big topic was when Molly was a uh, dating Jared who admitted that he had or received head from another man in his past and Molly judged the fuck out of him and then yes. ghosted him. Yes, <laughs> and then she tried yes. to like come back, but uh, it was too late. <laughs> I pulled up, I grabbed a bucket of popcorn and just pulled up to the internet to Listen. see all the shit people were saying (laughs) right that was a hot topic i remember that so vividly because it was a mixed bag a very mixed bag me personally i'm not gonna judge you too much but i do feel like it there's an advancement to me a little bit like i know what is possible that like that could have been a possibility years ago for me and i would have known and i would have felt a way maybe then but even now it's like okay if this is foreign to you, you never went into a situation like that. I could understand some type of emotional response that may not be favorable. But 
at the same time, you shouldn't be judging people off of their past because I've definitely been there with someone judged me off of my past. And it was like, what? Like, you really care about like such and such activity? Like, that's not necessary. But, you know, everyone perceives things differently. That's definitely something I've learned as an adult. And I don't know. I don't have... I don't have a lot of feedback on that per se because essentially it's about growth. You have to just be able to accept things even if it's not something you want to accept. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. And it's just people People are people are people. People are people, and yeah. T- like what about the history of straight men? And I'm talking like actually heterosexual, mm-hmm. no interest in the D, no dabbling with the D. What about the history of these men gives you security or assurance (laughs) that the relationship is going to be a good one. Yeah. Like, you're worried about them sucking a little dick in the past? Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Look at what you're dealing with now. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a fact. Look look at the landscape. (laughs) Look at the landscape because we're very progressive now, so. And honestly, I've had to grow on my end, too. I used to be, I used to, like, when I would just approach a dude thinking that he was gay, straight up gay, whatever the gold card gay, whatever the fuck they call it, whatever problematic shit. Gold star gay. I know. I learned that recently. It's so silly. (laughs) It's a a little bit sexist. But um, besides (laughs) that, like, I, I used to have an issue... If I found out a guy was bi and not gay, because I'd be like, Ugh, <laughs> that much closer to losing him. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not rational. <laughs> it's not <laughs> rational. <laughs> losing another one to fucking straightness. <laughs> that is hilarious. The scary world. It is a scary world. It's a scary straight world out there. (laughs) That's so funny. Right. Because it's very much like a a scale. You know, it's like it could steep one way or another. You never really know. But I will say during that season, that was um, another moment of just refreshery to me where I was like, wow, listen, this is not something often talked about. And even on this show... Yeah, because they went back and forth. And I think Kelly was also the one that was like, who cares? <laughs> like, it is what it is. But, you know, it shouldn't stop you from liking them. <laughs> oh, my God. I put that on my notes. Kelly was the star of the show. Like, the whole Insecure season of all seasons. Because she was just that extra voice of reasoning, you know? <laughs> yes. Fully, fully ratch- ratchetress. Ratchetivities. And but the speaker of facts still, yeah, and and it recur. It's a recurring theme of Kelly being the voice of reason while also (laughs) being an absolute shit wreck. I (laughs) loved her. Listen, she was also a hustler because I remember (laughs) during the end of like one of the um, what were they doing? They were raising money, so it was like that. They were in uh, Baldwin Hills at the house doing a fundraiser. And she was like picking up a sugar daddy on the level. And I was like, listen, if you're going to be friends with anyone, it's Kelly. It's got to be Kelly. Got to <laughs> be Kelly. Kelly is the one. She's Molly is too uptight. Issa is an insecure mess. And <laughs> Tiffany will just read you down. <laughs> yes. 
oh and also amanda i will say amanda seals is doing phenomenal as um <laughs> i forgot her name but i feel like her name tiffany. should even be amanda on there because it's tiffany <laughs> oh it's tiffany oh yeah listen. amanda plays tiffany <laughs> tiffany is still a good name but i almost feel like she oh, can just that's be so herself <laughs> oh my gosh amanda seals because this is such an on paper unlikable character but she still makes her like so enjoyable to watch still to this day yeah like i still want her on the cast like she's still doing a phenomenal job as that just prissy uppity valley girl who grew up different but just (laughs) still a gem at the end of the day i don't know why right (laughs) oh my gosh like just just a few shades uh, a few shades better than a uh, fucking wait, uh, Stacey Dash. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> Just a lighter like version, right? We're not far from losing her <laughs> to to the conservatives, but until we do, she's lit. <laughs> right, she's a she's a right wing at heart. <laughs> Truly, That's a fact. Okay, so yes, let's talk about season two. So, yeah, so season two really marks, like, I don't know, it was a very, it was sort of like a coming-of-age season for the show, um, but so much of the little fires that were started in season one really come to fruition in season two. Mm -hmm. Um, It takes place a few months, I think, like, three months after Issa and Lawrence break up officially um, at the end of season one, Mm -hmm. and... You're, we're seeing that it opens with Issa just on these dates. She's speed dating. It initially looks like she's on a date with Lawrence and they're having this important talk. They're reconnecting. Uh, but it's revealed to us that Issa is fully daydreaming about Lawrence, seeing all these other mostly fine men. And I'm like, Issa, no! Like, what a, what an upsetting way to start <laughs> season two. <laughs> like, shit, this bitch is delirious. No! No, that's a fact. He was definitely struggling from like jump. It was like yes. a hard beginning where, you know, she's just trying to figure it out. She don't know what to do. She hadn't been single in five years, clearly. <laughs> I mean, this I keep forgetting that part too, is that she was in a long ass, same ass relationship and now she's trying to figure it out. <laughs> Facts. But we're seeing that she is absolutely not over Lawrence yet. Um, and then, but we are also getting another great foreshadowing for the season, which is a lot of great fucking freestyles, which happen, (laughs) you know, whenever Issa is dissociating from reality, (laughs) pretty much. I love those moments. Those are the real moments. They really are. Cause she's, she's good. Like, (laughs) like they're pretty good freestyles, but they're also still very apparently like awkward nerdy girl freestyles too. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) She'd be killing it though. She'd be like, go for it, go for it. How? I'm like, okay. Oh my, just cracking herself. That's the best part is when she cracks herself up. Because <laughs> oh, you gotta yeah. be your own biggest fan. They, they literally are pep talks. Because I remember that one was right before she fucked her neighbor downstairs. <laughs> yes. Was, oh my God. She had to make sure she was doing the right thing. And she wasn't, but it's okay. <laughs> Listen. So, yeah, that is so important <laughs> in the journey of what is season two. <laughs> so we open with Issa totally just trying to get her shit together. Um, we touch base with Molly, who is in therapy, um, which is, you know, you know, good oh, things. Yeah. Things look decent from a distance. It looks like Issa's moving on if we're ignoring her daydreams. <laughs> it looks like Molly is taking care of business, mental health style. But 
spoiler alert. Shit goes down. <laughs> she wasn't telling her therapist anything. She, she was just didn't like... say shit. <laughs> <laughs> Molly literally showed up to therapy because social media told her to. Right. And divulged no information. <laughs> Bruh. There was no because, growth. <laughs> because, and I mean, like, even just looking at all the different storylines that happen. And I think, like, honestly, after the first episode of the season, the best way to even talk about the season is just by covering, like, the big arc events that happen. Because the first season, the, yeah. the first episode, Issa literally throws this party at her apartment <laughs> and invites all, invites every person who's ever been a fucking cast member, an extra, every black person who's ever been on this show was invited to this party. And it was all in an attempt to lure Lawrence over to quote pick up his fucking mail right. which she told him to come and pick up at like 11 p.m on a saturday like isa girl please <laughs> and like the creep factor from isa's corner does not get better this season uh, but the, do you remember the party scene isn't that where like the 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 trash can caught on fire. Some caught on fire. Yes, and they that's had how it ends. Yeah, that yeah, was a wild time. I forgot why they threw the party, but you just reminded yeah, me. Yeah, it was that. <laughs> Rewatching season two, I literally, I didn't realize that she threw it in order to get Lawrence there. That's hilarious. Um, and I just forgot all the funny shit that happens at that show. Like, <laughs> we're really sort of reintroduced to. Uh, the the main four women, Issa, Molly, uh, Tiffany, and Kelly, at this party, and it's just like a new vibe. It's a new energy. You can tell that the budget went up. The fashion's mm-hmm. getting better. Oh there's yeah, there's a glow up happening. The wigs but are also, better too. <laughs> oh, the hair. Listen, season one was a journey. Listen, <laughs> but we made love it. <laughs> Molly, but woo, there was one on there. I was like, what? This was a choice. This was there. Yes, they were putting Molly in some '90s auntie wigs on season one, <laughs> with the wig, with the bang, and everything. Mm-hmm. Heavy bang. Oh, bless. Her. So, but what was really funny about the party more than more so than anything one thing that was said besides anything Kelly said, it was just really funny seeing all the little reaction shots mm. of of just the main four girls because oh, it is just it's like seeing like tiffany's little side eye molly doing a double take kelly like just losing consciousness in the corner (laughs) it it was just it was just such a great reintroduction to the dynamic absolutely (laughs) after the party uh lawrence does actually show up that's right and this is when we had the famous uh two minute dick down (laughs) that shook a nation (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and two minutes is, it was truly gone in 60 seconds, to be honest. But yeah, Lawrence pulls up, walks into the apartment, gets the mail, has to get something out of the bathroom. And then they don't say shit. Lawrence is about to walk out of the apartment, just get busy. turns around <laughs> and just swoops up Issa, <laughs> takes her to the briefest pound town and then just leaves. Uh, uh, I gotta go. 
Wait. Okay. Are you saying you've never been there? Because I've been there. I'm it's not saying I've never been awful. there. I'm just saying <laughs> Lawrence really set the tone for the for who he is going to be this season. He did. It lets you know because if you've been there, you understood. Because that's all it takes is just that one little moment of <laughs> just seeing each other, and it's like. Okay, and there's no communication. <laughs> it's very quick, and very dry. <laughs> but it lets like, you know you're both fun. still into it. <laughs> it's. Sick. I was like, I've seen Lawrence's ass in a number of uh, angles no. this season, and this was my least favorite. <laughs> first of all, it, it was brief. That's my first issue. <laughs> It was brief. Yeah, no. Lawrence was getting busy season one and season two. Because I remember really was. season was season two where the end of it, like he had a threesome or am I tripping? Yes, 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 yes. That I was. actually okay. forgot about that for a moment. But yeah, he definitely got into his Bruh, uh, threesome action. He after wasn't even his asking for girl. it. He, it just happened for him. I was just like, what He the wasn't, fuck? but it needed to happen to him because <laughs> he he got off with the first girl and the second one was like okay. in line with her fast pass. <laughs> And he was, and they were closed for lunch, and she, and she straight dragged him. So disappointed in her idea of what black men are capable of. That is hilarious. She literally gave him the "Aren't you black?" Like, right? Did he go for them? like Thai food after? They're like, "Let's go get Thai food." Like, yes, it was so. It was so that. It was very on to the next one for them. Yeah, they're like, oh, this was okay, but we've had better at like a, a ball player's house. Yeah, he also had drugs. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I'll take that, please. That felt very LA, though. Like, you know, Hollywood, West LA girls. <laughs> like, oh, I beyond. was like, oh, I, I know that girl. <laughs> have you ever been back on the app before you're even out of the guy's house? Wait, what app? Just whatever one you find dick on. <laughs> I don't I guess Instagram because I don't even use hey. like dating apps at all. There it is. <laughs> but no, it really like motherfuckers will sh- straight up find a dude on Tinder, mm-hmm. pull up, get off, and as he is like toweling the jizz off of himself, <laughs> they're back on that app. Whoa. Where's the next the dick? Where is it? Oh it's my like a, god! It's like a bar crawl. I would consider that a problem. If that's oh all. yeah, that's. I don't need. I don't know if I need all that whiplash. Oh my goodness, that felt that felt very grinder. But either oh, way, you're right. You're oh, right. it was okay. <laughs> How dare you be so correct? I'm sorry, but <laughs> I re- I really uh, <laughs> went around when I said I was like I'm going to go for Tinder this time. <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> Listen, well, you know, I feel like Tinder is the equivalent, you know, the hetero equivalent, but it's like even all of them at this point, because last summer, not this past summer, but the summer of 2020, I did a Bumble, Bumble and Hinge and no, no go. Did not find what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> that. I'll put this back on the shelf. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was like, oh, you know what? The apps are not for your girl. So it's not. It's not. And truthfully, like, I don't mean to do like a, a full talk show segue, but it was <laughs> not it for Issa either. <laughs> like, oh, the apps right. Were not for her. That's right. She was on them heavy in the beginning. I remember that. 
Oh, like the day after this, after like this hookup and her, you know, sort of accepting that. Yeah. These two sheets. I think that Kelly actually mentions when they're out that yeah. uh, Lawrence has a girlfriend who is Tasha. The oh right. Um, she the best. The uh, he was the, yeah the best the bank teller that he met when he was working at Best Buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh no. Season one, they ended with an amazing like sex scene. It was like, was this fake or real? Oh, yes. like, <laughs> I can't tell. It was real. I felt real as fuck. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Okay. I was like, come on, Lauren. Natasha. I was. I granted, I did not know her name at that point. I, <laughs> she was like Chase Ho to a lot of people. Chase Ho. <laughs> Come on, Chase Ho. No, we got to give Tasha her flies because I want to say second season. Oh, they she were dating, up. right? They were, yeah. So that that was one of the main storylines. So Lawrence's okay. storyline is sort of moving on from Issa to just beyond. And he sort of, I feel like he was leading Tasha on a lot of the time yeah. because he was, he, you know, uh, went out of his way to apologize to her um, for, quote, cheating on her with Issa when he, when I'm like, okay, can it be can it be called cheating when you can't even make a hot, a hot pocket in the same amount of time? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. But <laughs> so he did that. He was um, going on, like, family dates with her and just doing all this shit that, you know, I mean, she, she sort of, she lays it out when they're breaking up later that like she knew what this was. He was sort of bouncing off, bouncing back, and everything. But even with her knowing, like, I don't know, I don't know how you feel about meeting like people's family, but I am mm-hmm. trying to actively avoid meeting anyone's family until <laughs> shit is serious. Like, I don't, oh. don't want to stumble upon a niece. Yes. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> Not until this means something. <laughs> no nieces, no nephews. No, that's a fact. Because it, it, it's such an intimate moment to meet people's families. And then for it to not be serious or it to go south quickly. It's like, what the fuck did I meet all those people for? I could have stayed he left. He <laughs> left her during the family barbecue. Like, oh after being introduced. That's right. No, no. Yeah. Lawrence did some fucked up shit. That was some fuck, nah, fuck boy yeah. shit. For real. Not it, and you know it's it, it, his conversation is one that's about like the the quote nice guy mm. uh, issue, the other pandemic. Uh, yes. <laughs> these guys that have these ideas and these perceptions of themselves that they're not like the other guys, but then they just don't. But then I don't know when shit hits the fan, and often when it doesn't, they still do the same shit, but are also oblivious about it, which is more annoying. Sure, yeah, it, it's kind of hard because it does boil down to like communication, which Lauren should have done, but I guess he just didn't know what he wanted. And I think that's yeah. where when you don't know what you want, that's when it gets sticky, and then you end up yeah. doing some like preconceived fuckboy notions. Even and that's the thing, like it's hard to say like he did that intentionally versus he just didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Cause that part, you know, I kind of give certain people the benefit because if that's the first time you've had a a situation that long, a relationship that long, and then you know you think you're over it, you fucked another girl, you've girlfriend another girl, and you think 
I'm cool. You're not realizing you're boundary rebounding because, you know, mm-hmm. you're probably not in therapy. No one's telling you nothing. His homeboys weren't shit. So it wasn't like they're going to be like, yeah, oh no. My God. Yeah, you're rebounding right now. None of them did that. So it wasn't like. Fucking Chad. <laughs> Chad, <laughs> Chad he was him. so fucking funny. <laughs> No, that's real though. And that's why, because I'm not even going to act like I have all the, I'm a wealth of knowledge on relationships and shit. Oh, same. I've done more observing. But (laughs) I think it's important to have certain, not necessarily red flags, but, you know, maybe a less mean color, like a yellow flag. Or (laughs) I don't know what that means in sports, maybe a purple flag. But you need to like have a little indicator for yourself. (laughs) <laughs> to be like, maybe I should pass on this one. I.e. being invited to the family barbecue. You should have passed Lawrence. And if they're not cool, I don't know. If they, a lot of it is, you know, it's easier said than done. And there's a lot of emotion happening inside of you after that long of a relationship. But I don't know. I think that we just got to remember that there's people on the other side of the of these decisions we're making. <laughs> and either facts. stay at the... Just wait till after the barbecue, girl, or don't go. Don't go. You know, that's don't do it. That's that's the mature way to look at it. You know, that's the growth. When you're growing, you know how to make that decision. Growth. Shout out to one of Kelly's best lines of the season. <laughs> growth. Growth. <laughs> <laughs> she understood because that's what she this really whole did. this whole show is about: is growth. And <laughs> I just love that a lot of them don't get there that quickly. So oh, they do not. <laughs> and and sh- and honestly, you know, we could literally spend an entire we could spend so Hours. long on the different topics of this season. Yes. I'll rifle through a couple of them before we land on the next one. Mm-hmm. Um so East's hotation happens. There's yep. we'll get to one very specific encounter that she had with someone. Um, but uh, yeah, Issa was on that hotation immediately. She was trying to just 180 her life. She has never been on a hotation, but she wants one. <laughs> she wanted one bad. Um, she really did. She's like, I'm Have you had a hotation? It. Absolutely. And I hate Same. to call it a hotation versus just a dating rotation. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> <But> right? <laughs> I guess it's all under the same umbrella. But yes, I've definitely had my fair share of rotations and just um, <laughs> keeping that ball rolling. It's hard. I'm gonna not going to lie. I can't do it that well anymore. But in my 20s, that was like a juggling thing. I was I was happy to do it. That's now, just a priority. Yeah. <laughs> now, not so much. I'm cool. <laughs> Let's keep it to like one or two at this point if I'm just dating. But the the rotations used to be thick, like five, five, six. Come on now, listen. Uh, <laughs> those were the days. I had time, honey. Now, <laughs> bitch, what? I don't have time for shit. Like, what do you want to do? I go to bed at this time and I wake up at this time. Uh, All that's blocked off. <laughs> that part. If it if it fucks up with what I got going on tomorrow, then I'm literally not interested. Absolutely. So rotation <laughs> ended. Yeah, the rotation's got to work in my schedule only. I don't give a fuck about what you got it going on. I just that's know it. what I got going on. That's so <laughs> that's a fact. But yes, so the rotation we have and uh-huh. and truthfully, Issa was juggling a lot. So she was juggling the rotation, but she was also juggling her work life balance. Her and Frida were working with the very problematically oh, yeah. named We Got Y'all. We Got Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were working at a local high school, and the and you know that 
arc sort of we realized what was going to be going down there when we met Vice Principal Gaines oh, yeah. at the school um, who made some who made who repeatedly made very racist remarks toward the Latino uh, population mm-hmm. of his own school. Um, Issa and Frida both heard these comments. Frida wanted to take it to their boss. Issa wanted to keep that shit under wraps. <laughs> um, and one moment that I re- I fucking loved in this was because Frida is absolutely the poster child for uh, woke white girls trying to be woke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but well, I, but Frida'd be like sliding in comments that like show that like she actually has done the research and like is more aware than your average uh susan sure yeah mm-hmm. so i i started to actually really fuck with frida this season but um <laughs> frida basically asked Issa if she would have the same reaction she was having which was to sweep it under the rug if she would have that same reaction if vice principal Gaines was white mm. and Issa did not like being asked that question <laughs> but it was a good question facts so yeah, that whole so that scenario, that whole situation culminates in their boss finally finding out that not only was the vice principal making racist remarks, but Issa was being sort of complicit in his desire for things because they were having mm. segregated sessions for the for the Latina population and the black population yeah. of kids at school, which opens up we got y'all to oodles and oodles of lawsuits and shit. So that was uncomfortable. <laughs> wow, you know, I completely forgot about that whole storyline. And yeah. because I was like almost on her way out of the company. So that I mean, makes that sense. Got her fired. <laughs> or I can't remember if she got fired or just demoted. I know. I don't remember either. I think that in season three, it like all makes sense. But yeah. no, that is um that is funny because there wasn't there an article recently. I don't know if you saw it. It floated around on my Twitter, but it was about how Issa was putting white characters in her show on purpose, basically to get a different type of audience. And I I wasn't mad at the narrative. I almost feel like the, the article, article was like n- <laughs> unnecessary because it was like sometimes it is. But at the same time, I will say like a lot of the white people in her show were people she worked with for sure. Cause I remember a lot of those characters in her awkward black girl YouTube oh, show. Hell yes. Yeah. So none of that was like unfamiliar and I'm pretty sure they're all yeah. like in network friends or whatever. So it wasn't and, like that crazy. <laughs> but, no, and she's also telling a story of a gentrified Los Angeles and who the fuck is gentrifying absolutely. Los Angeles white people white like, people yeah I and i don't know if you know for anyone listening has ever worked with children or worked with kids um but if you're working for a company in southern california that works with children there are white people running shit like that's just like they're yeah. in this industry they're all over the place um totally it's just the name of the game it, it doesn't matter what area you're in unless the organization is specifically um owned operated and run by people of color then there are white people working with these kids (laughs) it's just what it is that's a fact that's a fact (laughs) and then i i liked frida character so because she she you know she meant well always like it was she was just that quirky one-off who was like i'm trying my best to be friends with her even though i can't connect but i'm gonna try 
I have a exactly. quirk like that. <laughs> and you have to realize they're, <laughs> they mean no harm. Like they're just completely oblivious, oblivious, even though they're trying to be righteous, you know, they're being very conscious of what it is to be black. However, there's just certain things where they're just like either overly sensitive and you're just like, all right, relax. <laughs> oh, I identified one that needs to relax just this week. And it's not so much about mm. my blackness. It might be, but it's more so about my queerness. Because mm. I uh, like, you know, I'm I do drag. I'm fabulous. All that shit. I talk like this. But when I'm working with these kids for everyone's benefit and it's, I don't even think of it as code switching, I'm just less flamboyant mm. and I dress a little bit more understated. Okay. Um, but I make no point in like hiding my sexuality or anything like that. It just should not come up and it does not come up when I'm working with kids. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. I think and there, I have a coworker who this week uh, tried out call, tried out calling me girl, and that shit caught me so off at guard. At work, <laughs> yes, I walked in. She like brought breakfast for everybody, and I like walked into the kitchen before I went to like go check in with uh, my client. Yeah, and um, I was just very excited. I did. I did have a gay reaction. I did <laughs> walk in. I saw donuts. I did gas. I said, <gasps> So I did do that, but but and then she was like, "Girl," and I was like, "Fine, like this makes sense. This interaction, it makes sense. Just it not did. here. It did. It did. I can't even get mad at that. But it's like, damn it, I forgot that I gasped. It's also sub- suspicious. It's like, all right, first of all, <laughs> right? It's like, mm. I was like, we got a kitchen full of people that also know I'm gay, but <laughs> but stop it." <laughs> That is funny. I'm not even mad uh, at that. So, so, yes. So, Issa wasn't the only one dealing with work shit. Molly, Molly was dealing with a few things. Molly was dealing with therapy. Molly was dealing with realizing her white male coworkers were making more money than her. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, she was also catching herself trying to infiltrate the, the inner circle, which I think is an arc that lasted maybe three episodes because it did not pan out for her. I was about um, to say, how did that end? Because I don't remember. It was literally like she went, she like made a joke about stealing lobster rolls at like a hockey game that the execs were at. Mm-hmm. And then she referenced the joke the next day. And her boss like looked at her like, what the fuck is this in my office? <gasps> he was like, he was like, I didn't actually steal those lobster rolls, by the way. And she was like, I know I didn't put them in my purse either. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. So it did not it did not end well. <laughs> oh my god. But it did lead to Molly um taking some trips out to their Chicago office. That's where she met uh Quentin, uh played by Lil Rel Howery. Oh um, right. Oh remember my god. that? Right. Mm-hmm. That was her love interest. <laughs> yes. I and honestly, I I was like, the internet's gonna be so rude about Lil Rel because he's nerdy and thick. <laughs> Was, we, we, we're used to seeing Lawrence and Daniel dicking down, and, <laughs> and there's been a change to the code, and I'm here for it. You know what? I wasn't mad. It just I wasn't believing it either. It was a yeah, little. It's Molly. <laughs> there was such a contrast. But you know yeah. what's funny? They both just did a like a movie recently together where they were a couple. Oh, did yeah, you see that? It? Like. 
It was like a resort movie or something, right? Like yeah, a vacation with something. John Cena, some white girl. I didn't finish it. I started it, but I didn't finish it. But I heard it was funny. So. <laughs> it was not that funny if you didn't finish it. <laughs> you said I started it. I didn't finish it. But I heard it was funny. So you didn't watch enough of it to think for yourself that it was funny. <laughs> so it was not funny. <laughs> Oh, I'm not right. watching it. Caught me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Molly. I'm not watching this movie. <laughs> Listen, I love Molly. I will say her stand up, the one stand up she did like a year oh, or two ago, that was really fucking good. Yvonne Orgy is so fucking funny. She is. She is. She's a comedian. I love her. Yeah, so I'm happy to see <laughs> but her. But funny people things. sometimes do things that are not funny, and it's okay. <laughs> and you know what? Right, that part. It's okay. Get your coin. <laughs> get, this, get that bag. Get your um, but the, I think the most interesting of all of Molly's storylines was us meeting her childhood friend, Dro. Right, that. Oh, so the, the issue <laughs> with the trouble with Dro. Uh, <laughs> so Molly reconnects with Dro. They hook up. Uh, by the way, Dro is tall, like. Tall, light skin, Malik energy, like yes. <laughs> Come on, Malik. We're we're into it, but it's not good for us. It's not. Um so no they reconnect and they hook up. Molly then finds out that Dro is married, and Dro says that he's in an open marriage. <laughs> Sure did. He really and you know, he really had me believe in that until I think it was at Derek's party later on during the season when Molly and Candace, Joe's wife, are actually finally in the same room together. Mm-hmm. And Joe is very much keeping Molly and him on the DL when it comes to Candace at that party. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So it definitely, it definitely. I don't think they ever actually like stated one way or the other, but it definitely felt like Joe was not being truthful about Candace knowing about. This open marriage she's apparently in. Yeah, because that's the thing. As <laughs> even in open marriage, it should be like discussed. I mean, from the outside looking in, if I'm going to be introduced, I would at least know both of them, not yes. just one of them personally. So, and then it definitely carried on as suspicious when they were at like, you know, when Molly ran into the wife at like a ice cream shop or whatever that was, oh, a donut yeah. shop. And it was like, there was no convo. It was just like, oh, hey, hey, girl. Like, you know, real dry and just quick. And you could tell in Molly's face, she's like, does she know? Like, she was just going crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, because in what world would, in an actual open marriage, what, in what world would you not know? Or would you not, like, I don't know. Listen. Especially only because it's like, it's people that know of each other. Right. And people that are that wind up at the same fucking party, it'd be different if it was just like we're in an open marriage and I'm just gonna go hook up with this person. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no there's no need to follow up on whether or not they know each other. But this was the way it was presented to Molly and the audience, it really seemed like a situation that would have warranted a meeting of the three. Facts. Like if this was supposed to be a thing besides just a hookup then this needs to be discussed honey because what communication is key 
And that's where she got fucked up. You can tell Molly was just kind of being ignorant about it at a certain point. Because it was like, well, this is just a hookup. But then I think they hook up again later. So it's like, okay, now you're kind of, yeah. you're you're in too deep, girly. Clearly. Like, you're gone, you've gone too far. In- it's sort of like what Lawrence was doing with Tasha, but like to another level. Like, it's sort of that level yeah. of obviousness. But I mean, I would say more than that level of obliviousness because oh, Molly- it's yeah, it's like intentional. Like ignorance is yeah. bliss right now. Like I don't want to know. I just want to feel good. He makes me feel whole or whatever the case Ugh. may be. And you know, he comes when I want him to. You know, there's so many thoughts in a situation like that. And um, she lost. She she was never in a position to win. And I don't know if she even cared at the point because sometimes you just be present. You just don't give a fuck. But when you think about it in a long-term sense, you're going to lose. <laughs> like, oh. what? Like, this is not for you. This is not a game set up for you. You have to know yes, your position and then you got to stay there. Everyone. Yeah, you got to know why you're there. And honestly, girlies, like, don't have an affair just to have an affair. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Yeah. Get, get something do out it of it, okay? Do it with your whole ass. Not, don't, don't do this half-ass affair shit. Listen. Do it with purpose if you're going to do it. Right. Don't don't fall in love with a married man. You look fucking stupid. So please, just, <laughs> just do the right thing. Make sure they pay for your time or something. Because if you walk away with nothing, you're going to feel like shit for a long time. Promise yeah. you. So it has been the fool for a long time, a just long for us time. to learn about not being boo booed the fool. Yeah, but it also shows like the power men have in a, <laughs> in relationships, which is kind of weird because I will say I've been approached by married men quite aggressively over this pandemic, and I don't know what gives them the courage, the confidence, or anything, but they just be trying it. They be like, "So what's up?" And I'm like whoa like you don't give a fuck i'm really scared of you and i feel bad for your wife because like why Uh, don't you feel like you have anything to lose you know what i mean that's my whole thing about it all it's like you have men are very powerful a lot of times in these situations even though they're just married but the fact that they're able to just reach out and someone is able to say yeah i'll do it i'll hang out with you or fulfill whatever need you're not fulfilling at the moment but if you girls are smart make them pay for it listen it's this is the only way it's the only way and draw your lines set your boundaries i will say set molly did try to set those boundaries she she tried really very meekly did not try to hold them up no <laughs> <laughs> because it, it, i think it just took dro trying the boundary once or twice <laughs> And she said, come on. <laughs> I was about to say, like. What did she say? You're going to eat this ass, nigga? <laughs> listen. Something like that. <laughs> she, you know, the boundaries were like set with toothpicks and they just broke uh, immediately uh, when she was <laughs> feeling otherwise. Toothpicks. Listen. But that is exactly what it was. The foundation wasn't strong. And it was probably because she's just never been there. But like, I almost felt like she set herself. Because you know what was crazy? What's his name that was on the show that she was she went on a date with him and then she brought him to her family's function. Sterling. Sterling. Fine ass Sterling. And blew him off her drill, which I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> For an entire fuck boy. And not just like a hidden fuck boy, like Lawrence kind of. Yeah. But like a fuck boy that 
moves with the energy, yes. clothing, and face of a fuckboy. Facts. <laughs> like the definition. Dro- the I knew Dro was a fuckboy when I was like obscenely into him. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's my toxic quality. <laughs> <laughs> I've met him in person. He is definitely tall. I remember he like hugged my friend like over me without even touching me. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. He's some he's some he's some big old olive oil. <laughs> oh, <an> olive oil. <laughs> Come on, no. <laughs> yeah. no, I would say that was a very tragic storyline for Molly because it was just like, no, there's no there's nothing good coming out of this. Just yeah. stress it- and hair loss. <laughs> uh, not the hair it was good hair too but, uh, but no uh, that that whole storyline really sort of gets its punctuation mark when it's revealed that she never brings up this situation honestly with her therapist yeah she didn't talk about it. I don't think anyone knew to the extent of what it was yeah except Issa, I think Issa was the only one that like knew what was good oh that's right okay of course Issa definitely knew but like in a way where she was like oh you're like because wasn't she like fucking him in the bathroom on the low and that was a very intense scene because i thought the wife was gonna come that was too much there was no because that happened uh that was all at derek's birthday party that happened there that was also when um Issa and lawrence met again for the first time since they fucked that's right that was also when Kelly got fingered under the table, oh not God. discreetly. That was a busy episode. Yeah, that was real busy. Maybe Tiffany found out she was pregnant then, too. I can't recall. Oh, uh, maybe. Or maybe they announced that they're pregnant. Yeah. But, yeah, shit went down. It was it was, it was was the parties. It was the, the, the season opener party, and then it was Derek's birthday party, where so much shit came to a T. Um, Damn. The last storyline that I wanted to make sure we touch on was um, what Issa was up to, which is basically moving in with Daniel and really fucking up her rotation with some confused-ass feelings. (laughs) Lawrence, Issa, and Molly all real confused in their relationships (laughs) this season. So much chaos and negativity. I did not understand that. And I, I didn't even understand why he took her in. Because it, it, it didn't feel like their connection was strong enough, you know? No, it was, it was like, way too much. What? I'll they, move back home before I do that with some man I'm barely fucking. And it was just one time. That, that was my whole thing. It was like one time off wild. of Facebook. Like, you haven't seen him since? It was wild. She, had, she also had choices to move in with either her brother or Molly. And she said, oh, yeah. and she was just in a space where she said, I got to go move in with my quote, what if guy, which is what she called him before she cheated. Uh, <laughs> the itch she needed to scratch is what she also described him as. Yes. Oh, my God. The, the range. <laughs> the range. Oh, my like, God. Why did he take her in? I'm not understanding. I'd be like, bitch, you called me an itch. Like, fuck out of here. <laughs> Which really just sort of speaks to, I mean, that, that sort of sets up what we learn about Daniel in later seasons. Mm-hmm. But wow, the the absolute fool's game of putting somebody on a pedestal. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> 
I was like, Isabel, please. No. Honey, there's better things to do. I promise you. So, you know, Issa living with Daniel gave us a lot of great moments. It gave us some great mirror uh, freestyles. It gave us some great awkwardness. It gave us some cute moments also. But the most powerful moment that it gave us was when Issa was going down on Daniel on that couch. (laughs) And Daniel busted in her eye. That's nuts. He skated, skated, skated that nut right in Issa's eye. That's fucked up. But I also don't know how that happens because I guess it just never happened to me. <laughs> that listen, I I too. Also, can I? Can we talk about the way they filmed that? Because it was pretty graphic. that that shit looked like there was a like Spider Man just shot that web <laughs> right out of Daniel's crotch because that shit was timed perfectly. <laughs> They did a great job filming that scene. It was a little too spot on. Two. I was like, y'all, I was like, this show was written in anticipation of filming this scene, wasn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> this is what this is about. Um, but yeah, it, overall, the Issa Daniel arc was very confusing. Still interesting to watch, but interesting in the way that a train wreck is fun to watch. Because mm. I don't know, it was exciting to see somebody like pursue their what if guy but the circumstances were not cute was not it i agree i agree um that that really it just didn't look like it was gonna pan out anyway the connection wasn't there and i guess that's the price you have to pay when you make these decisions yeah (laughs) it really is yeah you know she she made her bet let's just say that it was a choice and she just had to learn from it um and then you know the whole ending where she thought <laughs> her and Lawrence were just gonna get back together out of nowhere was like unrealistic but I, I look you've been there in a way where it was like no the, we're gonna get back together it's fine those like false realities are real <laughs> it's sick. yeah I mean you get so used to like living a certain way and yeah. you create that depend uh the dependency on somebody Mm-hmm. And I think I think Issa didn't even realize all the ways in which she was dependent on Lawrence still. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. But and wow, grieving a relationship this season shows us yeah. how important it is to get through that process. It's a process. Grieving is always a process. Like you can grieve over mm-hmm. anything, but a relationship, it is such a such a it's a deep, intense feeling that you have to kind of like release because if you hold it and you just have all these like false hopes of like, oh, it'll work out or whatever, you're just literally holding yourself back from anything better for you. And it's. You'll be showing up to your neighbor's house pretending like you left a phone charger yeah. when you left most recently fucked. <laughs> yeah, it'll be that specific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, there's very specific side effects to not processing your shit. <laughs> no, that's a fact. That's a fact. So it's just better to like, you know, get you a therapist, whatever you need to like move on, try to get through that as swift as possible just Please. to save yourself time. But, you know, everyone's different and, you know, it takes time either way. But it's real. Grieving is a process. Just like death, it's all in that same category of just being morbid and <laughs> dark. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Get in there. Come on, Shadows. Dig it out. Dig it out. 
But yeah, honestly, season two was a season in those mental shadows because all these characters took us to like the places in their mind that they do not go to. That's a fact. That's a fact. And that's what all of being human is. That's why this show is so great to me. Like, even if people are like, no, it's not that great. I'm like, no, if you've ever felt these emotions, then you understand. Like, that's all it is. It's just an experience that you have felt. And it's just, and I also like the culture of it being in LA, like they film all over it. And I remember seeing season one of like Issa in downtown all the time. And I wish I had not, I never said anything because I would be like literally walking past whatever the fuck they were doing. (laughs) Just be like in awe, like, oh my God, this is the show she's talking about. Because I've been following her since Awkward Black Girl days from YouTube. Yes. like. I love her. So Isa is such a gem and just such an L.A. like native and just respects the culture and brings it to light. And I just really appreciate that because it's on HBO. That's beautiful. So good. I'm so. Yeah, it's just I love the show. I cannot wait for I cannot wait for this next season. And I'm also so sad that it's going to be ending after this season. But I'm confident in how they're going to wrap up the stories for these remark these just wild messy ass characters absolutely and i'm honestly happy this is actually wrapping up because seasons never really end well you know especially when they're like eight to ten seasons deep they're just like writing some shit off at that point but i remember her saying in her breakfast club interview like early in her career she was like yeah i'm probably gonna wrap up within four or five seasons and i was like Listen, if you have is. an end goal, that means there's a storyline to be had all the way through. <laughs> I'll take if it. If not, you are Grey's Anatomy and all right, girl. Oh, right. <laughs> oh my God. Isn't that show still on the air, Grey's Anatomy? That show just started its like 18th or 19th season. And I think it's oh its God. last. Ellen Pompeo is fully trapped because she's been talking about wanting to be done for at least four seasons. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Shout out to that show. That and Law and and Order, like the top two most running shows. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, is The Simpsons still making shit? Yeah, because there was like this whole episode with Balenciaga that they did, which was like weird, but I guess. Oh, yes. (laughs) I did very recently see Marge in some Met Gala shit. I didn't think it was an episode, but it was like a full episode. I was like, oh. I believe it. (laughs) They literally... They've been on, they've been in syndication for like over 40 years at this point. Like, oh my God. Insane. The, the whoever the voices are, they're just getting paid <laughs> just to live. Right? Just stay alive. Keep, yeah, <laughs> they're on life support the like <laughs> decades before they need it. That's a fact. <laughs> uh, okay. So we've definitely wrapped up season one and season two. Come on. So. Next episode, we'll do season three and four of Insecure before getting into our recaps of the new new, which is yes, coming. we're going to be recapping every episode as they come out yes. of the fifth and final season. They're, have you seen them hashtagging it? They're hashtagging it season five. Really? Well, I haven't seen the hashtags, but I've definitely saw a preview and I was really excited. So yes. I'm here for it. I am here. It looks for so it. good. Yeah. And we'll do like predictions and stuff for season five um, next for the next episode um, once we get all caught up with our recap. Yes, that part. We, when we get caught up on our recap, we'll definitely get into the new season. So, 
stay tuned. I love that. Well, this is going to be fun, Danielle. Sure is. Rudy Camille. <laughs> Rudy Camille. <laughs> That's kind of uh, cute. <laughs> Camille Yon, Camille, Rudy, all these words. <laughs> yeah. Rudy Camille. Mm. I like that. 